Gates of Orchid and Iris is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Remember to like, share, comment, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Hello, this is Gates of Orchid and Iris. I am the GM, Paul. And who is playing tonight? This is Sebastian Seabass, and I'm playing Ikoma Chuse. This is Gatch Ruchis, and I'm playing Kayo Suko. This is Ludo, and I'll be playing Matsu Erika. This is Rachel, and I am playing Kuni Suiko. I'm Mason, and I'm playing Shishiro Saika. I'm Kay, and I will be playing various NPCs today. We travel across the lands of Rokugan, from the rough land and the large wall of the Crablands, to the rolling hills, terraced farms, and the large metropolis of Ryoko Province in the Scorpion Lands. It is still the end of Tiger. The snows in Scorpion Lands are melting as spring is trying to make its way into the world. Forming on the twigs of plum trees are small purple and white buds. In many gardens and fields, on sprouting green stalks piercing through the ground, or forming as buds on leafy bushes, are promises of lilacs, camellia, primrose, and bleeding hearts. Life is in motion and is about to open up and grace the world with beauty. In Ryoko Wari, preparations for the New Year's rituals and celebrations are in full swing. Many houses are cleaning decorating, and making sure that festivities are known. In Ryoku Wari, if there is to be a celebration, it is going to be compared and contrasted among the neighborhoods, districts, and clans. We go into the noble district and to the compound of the leader of the Lion Clan in the city. There are already floral arrangements on either side of the main gates of the compound which stand there like guards. Strong, straw mats hold, open stalks of bamboo, pine branches, nandina, and several white magnolia and camellia. These are here in hope to serve the spirits and kami, and bring prosperity, dignity, honor, and well-being in the new year. Where does Ikema Chuse, uh, like... Do you live on the line compound? Do you live off of it? Do you like what's what's your living situation at the moment? Yeah, so I do live on the compound, and I try to aid. Um, Matsu is a sensei of duelists, or is she just a renowned duelist in her of herself? Uh, she's just a renowned duelist. Okay, so I do chores around the establishment, um, run errands. I'm, I'm more outside of the of the compound than living in it, uh, unfortunately. But yeah. Okay. Cool. And um, you hear someone approaching you. Okay. Um, I and this is in the establishment, right? Yep. This is in the establishment. 
Okay. I'm assuming she has many servants and whatnot. Um, I am still a wary individual, though, so I will turn to see who that might be. And it is actually Matsu Hanako, who has somehow left her perch from her gazebo. Which, you know, she does because she's a human and she needs to sleep and stuff. But usually during the day, she spends most of her time outside amongst her flowers and, uh, you know, in her gazebo, arranging more flowers and drinking tea. And uh, I bow, you, my lady. Uh, she bows back. And she just simply raises her hand. Or hands. Uh, cupped in a way. And you can see in her hands, there is a very intricately folded piece of paper. And in the middle of it is a seal. Quite an interesting uh, artifact you're presenting, my lady. Is this a note from a uh, fanciful individual, a fan of yours? He says in full jest. <laughs> Uh, you get an actual small smirk out of her, which is a big deal. Because uh, usually she's she's quite stoic and stone-faced, and you just kind of made a crack in that stone. She becomes very serious and um, says, it's an imperial order, and looks at you. Oh, I am proud to serve his majesty. And uh, I will extend a hand, and uh, accept the letter. And uh, she bows, and uh, she takes, like, two steps back. She doesn't actually leave the room, but she is... she She's really interested in what's in there, and she kind of is giving that off. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, as much as uh, Chisei does work for the space that he occupies so to say uh she's still not his or his lord or uh, lady directly at least yep. you know so he he will uh read this but not in a way that's like oh i'm gonna let me go to a secret secluded spot he'll read it right in front of her it's fine mm -hmm. uh, what does the letter say uh the letter says that you are ordered uh you actually have been chosen by the um your clan met well you were sorry you were recommended by both your clan and your family uh champions and it has been decided that you are to help the new emerald magistrate of ryoko or wari ah okay i will say out loud a proud moment has made itself uh available once again I'm to serve yet another important personage here in Ryoko Wari, the new magistrate who's meant to take over the role of the uh, late magistrate. And uh, she nods and she bows and she leaves. All right, well, I have to prepare myself. Does it say where to meet this individual? Well, Probably an obvious place, right? Uh, there's probably some ha yep. like um, official house or uh, building some sort here, right? Yeah, there is the official magistrates. Um, I'm just going to call it a palace because it's 
technically a palace. Uh, it is not too far in the no- noble quarter. It is one of the bigger buildings, of course, because, you know, administration and all that. Mm, very good. Gives enough time for Chuse to find a proper gift for the new visitor. Gates of Orchid and Iris will return in a moment. Welcome to Cultural Explorations. During this gameplay break, we will explore the Lucky Cat. Lucky Cat, or Fortune Cat, is a symbol of luck and prosperity known in Japan as Maneki Neko, or Beckoning Cat. Maneki Neko rose to popularity during the Meiji period and is modeled on the Japanese bobtail cat breed, which is why the tri-colored Maneki Neko is considered the most traditional of the many varieties. Each color means something a little different and can vary by region. In general, however, the tri-colored Maneki Neko, where the base color is white, with black and red or orange spots, is the most popular in Japan and very auspicious. Pure white is thought to bring purity, happiness, and positive energy. Golden cats bring wealth and prosperity and are the most popular Neko in China. Black kitties ward off evil, while red bring good health. Pink is for love and relationships, while green for academic success. A Maneki Neko beckons in prosperity with its raised paw. This paw can be still, or in modern times, moving. Right paw raised brings wealth, prosperity, and happiness, and is used for both businesses and in homes. Left paw are for customers or clients and are used by businesses, especially those of the evening such as sake or geisha houses. Both paws raised can either be used to bring in both clients and wealth or for protection. Other auspicious objects accompany the Maneki Neko. A simplistic design is with the Neko holding a ro or coin usually showing a high amount, such as 10,000. The ro was the currency used in Japan before the yen, and thus the coin is used to attract wealth. Other objects can be a money mallet, with the kanji fuku inscribed on it meaning luck or prosperity, and is typically placed under a paw. Gems for wealth, or a crystal ball for wisdom, and koi can sometimes be seen and is associated with abundance and good fortune. Daikon, prayer tablets, and ingots can also be seen bringing wealth and success. During the Edo period, the wealthy would dress their pet cats up with bells and bibs and show them off by walking them around. Thus, this attire on the Manaki Neko is thought to attract wealth. Typically found near the entrances and windows of businesses to beckon energies from outside in, in more modern times they can also be found within homes to bring prosperity to the home. Manaki Neko is one of the most popular symbols of prosperity in Japan, China, and other Asian countries, and one can never go wrong with a beautiful Manaki Neko respectfully placed to attract a variety of lucky energies within one space. Thank you for listening. 
to hear more explorations, please visit our Patreon for these and other rewards. And now, back to our story. We leave the lying compound of the Noble District and go to the streets of the Merchant District. Here, checkered patterned blocks hide a twisting labyrinth of alleyways. Taking a twisting path which seems to have alleyways which lead to more alleyways, a group of lanterns can be seen hanging across an alleyway in front of a gated-off courtyard. This is the location of the Hidden Tea House. It is morning time, and the Hidden Tea House is empty except for a few individuals. The atmosphere is sleepy, and the only sound that can be heard are the rattle of teacups and the sipping of tea. Entering the main area of the Hidden Tea House is a woman in a red kimono with a simple black floral design on it. She also wears a veil that mutes her face, but magnifies her eyes and mouth. She gracefully approaches you, Shisuro Saika. You know this woman as the main patron of the Hidden Tea House, and your current lord. With every step she takes, a beaming smile grows on her face. I assume I find that odd. Yes. Because usually when she's smiling in certain ways, that means there's something happening. Uh, where where do you usually like sit down and do something? Yeah, I would time? assume I just at least have a spot. Um, God, I mean, I said you just mostly observe, so I would, you know, just have stay in my spot, bide my time until I you know, depart for the day. And uh, she actually has her hands behind her back, which is kind kind of worrying with the smile on her face. I assume, my lady, if you wanted me dead, you would have already done so. So this must be something good. Oh, it is something wonderful. Something that... I'm surprised you, you're even getting. And she sets down the... It's a very intricately folded piece of paper with a seal on it. The seal is specified uh, to whom? As in who is it from? I'm um, sorry. It's from uh, the Winter Courts, from the Imperial... Uh, Actually, um, it's probably Emerald Champion, but I'm calling it Imperial Seals. So, so it's it's big and important. Well, then I shall not keep their missive waiting. I will open it. And um, you unfold it, and there are no signs that it, ha it has been tampered with or anything. And it says the same thing as um, Ikomas, uh by both the uh, clan champion and family champion 
uh, you were recommended and you have been chosen to become uh, Yuriki for the Emerald Magistrate. Well, this is quite the honor. I'm not so certain why they have chosen me, but I will accept this, assuming it is what my lady asks of me. Oh, it is. Many strings were pulled. To go through so many, so much trouble to pull so many strings for me, I could only do my part and partake. As you should. I hope this experience will be enlightening for you. And she smiles again. And uh, she gives you a very polite bow. And leaves you to do whatever. The Was there any further details on who is summoning me or where I need to be? On that one, I assume they're um, the same as Chusei's. Yeah, they yeah. Is there a name to this person on it? Yes, there is a name to this person, which I keep forgetting to give anyone. It's one Osaka Osako Haruka. Is there any sort of role I can make to try to find anything out about this person? I. Yeah, actually, um, that would be an Earth culture. Uh, the TN would be... I'm going to make it two. The TN would be two. All right, so then with no actual culture, I would just be rolling Earth, which is... That gives me the white. Uh, that will give you a black. Okay, just for the two Earth, I get just a black. Uh, well, you get two blacks. Sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, I still like to try to attempt to learn something about them, so I will make my straight double black roll. Hey, that's not that's not bad. All right, that's something. Yeah, that so is I, something. So, do I keep both of them? Is that how that works? It's yep. You, you can uh, keep both of them. And, yep. Uh, you can keep both the one them if you want. And then you can re-roll the um, explosive success. Uh, we'll do so. Hey, it worked out. You got your two successes. Good job. Well, that's three because the explosive one counts as one. Or okay, I see how. Okay, I see how it's laying yeah. out. Okay, all right, all right, I got you. But I still take two strife, so I've taken two strife overall mm -hmm. this session. Got it. And how would you like to spend that Earth opportunity? Uh, which I gotta remember what Earth actually does give you. So I hate to give it to you and then be like, oh, oh, okay, these are the relevant things. For this particular situation, I don't have anything super great. I think maybe it just kind of comes in that I am doing my best not to let it be known I am seeking this information, uh, trying to gather it kind of on the down low. So I think um, it would just be kind of that. So Earth actually represents you going through your own memory to see if you've heard anything or remember uh, okay. or recall. So it's probably like one of those situations where you like you have it on the tip of your tongue. You're trying to think, 
you're trying to think, and then it slowly does come to you. So, you've heard a tale about one Asako Haruka. And um, they seem to be a well-known duelist who actually was taught in a Shiva school up in Phoenix Lands. And um, there's, there's some outlandish stories about them uh, going toe-to-toe with um, evil spirits and being able to chop spirits in half. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But there's also other things that sound more grounded in reality, like uh, them actually going against a well-known lion duelist who actually happens to be in the city and won. Do I know who that duelist is, or is that just, that's all I know, is that they were prominent? You know, I'm going to say yes. You know it was uh, Matsu Hanako. And uh, the story kind of goes that this uh, guy, this Asako Haruka, was um, barely 20 when he actually went up against Matsu Hanako. And won the duel. And it's also said that he didn't even like attack her with his with his sword. He was able to stare her down, which is the more amazing thing. Was something particular on the line in this duel? On the what? Was something particular on the line with this duel, or was it just one of general honor? Uh, I think it's one of general honor. So something something way more massive for a lion than anyone else. Okay, sounds good. Thank you for listening to Gates of Orchid and Iris. Remember to share, comment, and rate us where you can. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, like, and hit that bell notification button. Support this podcast by either going to our anchor.fm page and hitting the listener support button, or supporting us through Patreon. On Patreon, the $1 level not only will help improve this podcast, but you will receive an extended version of the cultural exploration segments monthly. And we have a lot of other fun things planned for Patreon.